Hello? 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 <laughs> it's good. How are you? This is good. Doug. Yeah, this is Doug. This is Valley D? This is Valley D. All right. Cool. What's up? This is this is the podcast. It's recording right now. Sorry, I uh, I remember now that we've planned on 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific, and then um, I had it in my phone at 3, so I was like kind of, I forgot the, the half hour gap. But That's okay. we're here now. We're here now, and um, we're here now. <laughs> isn't that all we can ask for? You know, showing up and um, having a podcast, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I so, probably oh, should have listened to an episode or two before. Oh calling, no! I mean, yeah, it's like uh, it's very conversational, and I'll just like pepper in a few questions, and that's pretty much it. And also. All of this is going in. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I'm like editing. Nah. I only I only edit I only edit if it comes through. Like someone says something and they're like, oh shit. Like after the recording, they'll be like, oh shit. Can you take out the part where I talk, talked about blah blah blah? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Today in my improv class, we were talking about words that sound like words you wouldn't say, so you shouldn't say the words that sound like them either. Like what? Um, <laughs> I really walked myself into a corner here. Um, words that sound like words that you would usually say, but you shouldn't say them? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. So, like, there are certain words that we generally stay away from, like slurs. Okay. Um, and then there are words that sound like those words, but are not them. And we okay. just try not to say the slurs or the, like, sound alike. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and it's also, um, I, I, um, I have a vocabulary sometimes, and so yeah. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, hey well, listeners, I have a vocabulary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like somebody who, like, doesn't know what the word vocabulary means, and they're like, yeah. no, I have a vocabulary, too. It's really sick. It's in my dad's garage. It's, like, such a dope vocabulary. Like, if you've seen <laughs> my vocabulary, you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> this guy knows a lot of vocabulary. <laughs> oh, man. This guy's vocabulary is imported. <laughs> it's imported. It's, um, it's, there's, um, 3% alcohol by volume in this vocabulary. <laughs> this is designer vocabulary. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So 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 stand up. Yeah, stand up and wait, um, improv. Wait, yeah. You you began to say that you have a vocabulary. Did you have a thought that you wanted to say before I interrupted you? Oh, just to just to finish that off is just um because you were talking about words that uh words and words that sound like other words and um. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about how few words I use throughout the day or yeah. how how many that I've learned throughout my life and then I just kind of leave by the wayside because it's a little more effort to say um, constabulary, which I don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, man. Recently I learned that word. Constabulary, think- isn't that like a constable, like a person who is like a government worker? possibly i i think the eulary part makes me think it's like a room 
so maybe it's like a uh, a room where a constable hangs out and does his uh, work. Maybe. Constabulary. It could be, <laughs> it could be anything. Constabulary. Vocabulary. I mean, if you've seen this den, it is quite a vocabulary. I mean. Wow. 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 <laughs> Color me impressed. I'm impressed. No colors. No colors. Jesus Christ. I don't know what I'm saying. No um, colors on that. Uh, yeah. Um. So. I, so Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed already. It took less than three minutes. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so stand up and improv or improv is your main or what, uh, what, what do you, what would you yeah, say? Stand are, up. Okay. Probably stand up is the primary and then improv is secondary or possibly even tertiary. Oh, talk about vocabulary. I also have a vocabulary. <laughs> I think I just learned something. Does tertiary come, like, if something's not secondary, it's, like, even more of a side thing, then you're like, yeah, that's the third right. option. Right. Oh. Tertiary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a tertiary source. Like, you have secondary sources, and tertiary sources are, like, third like year. a primary source is a person who was there, a secondary source is someone who recorded that person, and a tertiary source is someone who, like, is sharing the secondary source. Tertiary source is someone who heard it from some guy who yeah. saw it scrawled on a wrapper in like a trash can and they were like, Trust me, trust <laughs> trust this story. Yeah, I think I think tertiary is like a picture of graf- of of like bathroom graffiti and you're like and then Through someone tells you about window. a picture. Someone tells you about it. <laughs> It's a translucent view of what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, it was kind of fuzzy, but I saw some people moving around, so probably... Pretty probably. unreliable, <laughs> I think, at the end of the day. Awesome. Um, but about stand-up and improv, yeah. Stand-up yeah. is something I started doing... Uh, it's almost May, so three years ago, I think. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to say three months ago. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I've made three years, I've made no. in my three months in doing stand up I've really accomplished a lot. Um, so in yeah, the last yeah. in the last three years do you um have you seen or just noticed a change in because I mean open mics it's all a part of it. It's all a part of uh, cutting your teeth and you gotta do it and like and then you get shows and you do more mics to be like, I'm still here, please put me <laughs> more shows and um it's crazy right like the the open mic scene right now is it popping <laughs> what's happening <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's a lot of people uh in the last i'll even say in the last year who are like oh stand-up seems fun i'm gonna try stand-up and you're like oh that's not i mean shh sure that's a reason to try it but also like do you really want to do it because when you um it's it's a moment of like when you when you bomb when a joke bombs and you're like damn you can either learn from it or get mad about it and i 
I feel like a lot of open micers just get mad when people don't laugh at what they say these days. And you're like, damn, come on. <laughs> just learn, just learn from the bombs. Mm. Ugh. I don't know. I don't yeah. know where that came from, but. It know. sounds like you have a lot of feelings about open mics right now. Open mics, you know, it's a, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. I, I've been to a couple in the last uh, few months and uh, one of them, I just walked out. I was like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I was just like, I'm funnier than like most of the people that went up and I just feel kind of bad being here. <laughs> yeah. But they can be Yeah. Can be something else. <laughs> open mics can be draining. <laughs> uh open mics can be very vocabulary if you let them. <laughs> I think what's really Open mics can be great if they're a safe space for people to try out new ideas, but I think yeah. a lot of times open mics become not a safe space for people to try out new ideas, and they become a place of, like, I don't know, it's, like, combative, or and it's, like, the energy sucks because yeah. everyone who's there wants to go up and is not interested in hearing each other, and they don't know each other or, like, care about each other or trust each other or believe that each other is funny, and I think all those things are, like, really important and what makes a show fun. Yeah, it's so true. You can, like, assume the best of the performer if they're on the show, but Mm -hmm. as an open mic, you assume they're not funny the entire time, and then they, like, have to surprise you. They have to, like, walk uphill, you know? Yeah, and then when when, uh, when you do get those surprises, you're like, holy shit, this person's really funny. I'm going to go talk to them. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, I think uh, open mics are like a necessary evil, but there are ways to make them more enjoyable like, accessible and, and enjoy Accessible to newbies and enjoyable for people who've been around for longer. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, there's not a ton of incentive for someone to run a really good open mic. Oh, I know. It's crazy. The the saturation is, is another crazy thing where you're like, damn, there's a lot. There's a lot of people in it right now. Yeah. Oh, you just got to stand out above the crowd, even if I have to shout out loud. <laughs> wow. Goofy <Word>. movie. <laughs> um, I have a question. Are you in L.A.? Yeah. I mean, the saturation, open mics in a city like that have to be way worse than open mics in a city like Boston, where I am. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, I've been to open mics in L.A. and New York and Boston, and I've definitely been to bad ones in all of those cities, yeah. but I've also been to good ones, and I think that it's like... It makes sense that uh, in a city like L.A. or New York, there's going to be a huge saturation of people being like, oh, like I'm in the capital of comedy. I should try comedy. <laughs> true. It's so true. Oh. And they don't necessarily have um, much to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I thought this was fun. There's this one. Um, I'm, I don't. I'm not going to say their name, but because I don't remember, but like while they were, while they were doing their set, I almost yelled out, stop. (laughs) Yeah, they were just like saying, and I was like, hack, 
supremacists that have been like beaten to death for like I don't know the last 10 years the move guy goes up like I'm so funny I'm gonna say this thing and people are gonna laugh and like no one nobody laughed it got very uncomfortable in, in the room and it was just like damn damn but I don't I don't know if he got it that people didn't really get it <laughs> so there's that aspect too where it's like yeah say what you're gonna say and if people don't laugh maybe analyze it <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people do comedy for a lot of different reasons, though, and, like, if someone wants to go on stage and... True, yeah, it's an open forum, it's like a... I think if someone has a premise that someone else has talked about before, like, they might still have an original perspective on that premise, you know what I mean? Like, I think... Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like some some of it was verbatim stuff that I'd heard, and I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> that's cool. But next, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think in those moments, just like uh, a practice of meditation. Yeah, very much so. Um, well, uh, and I also uh, try to realize that like people have felt that way about me too. Oh. Yeah, and because it's a, uh, it's a lot. It's a big learning curve, you know. Yeah. Um, just trying to read the room, and maybe, maybe like one joke doesn't go, and so you're like, all right, I'm gonna try and talk about this. I didn't plan this, but I'm gonna see if this goes. And sometimes it does, and you're like, whoa, yeah. that from oh my, gosh, that- my um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if something works that you're surprised by, that's such a nice feeling. I have this memory. I'm good friends with a comic in town who saw me when I first started doing stand-up in Boston. Like, I started in Denver, and then I moved to Boston a couple months later. And so my friends, like, ran an open mic. And it wasn't the first open mic I tried when I got here, but it was, like, you know, I tried it within a few weeks, probably, of being here. And, like, probably a year and a half or two years later, he goes, yeah, I remember first seeing you and being like, I mean, this girl's clearly smart. (laughs) 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 He goes, you had, I mean, you you were sharing ideas. They weren't really jokes yet. It was almost like you're, like, explaining the premise. And then you're like, it's funny, right? Yeah. And then people are like, I guess, but where's the joke part? <laughs> I've had yeah. those moments, too, of course, where, like, I'll, I'll look back on some old sets and be like, oh, man, like, that was that was all right, huh? <laughs> That's what I did for four minutes? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it's painful. I saw, like, a video of myself the first time I did stand-up at, like, a the first time I did stand up at a book show where they tape you and then they give you the tape. And I felt, I remember being so excited and so nervous for that set and like reciting my set to myself over and over and like memorizing it and painstakingly going over all of my material and doing the show and feeling like I did so well and watching the tape afterwards and feeling so proud. Cause like you could hear the laugh and then yeah like, a, again, not that long in the current scheme of things, but, like, a year or two years go by, um, 
probably at the end of last year I watched that tape over again. It is next to unwatchable. It is so... <laughs> it's so cringe. The whole set, it's like every single joke, it like gets a... It gets like sound is emitted from people's mouths, but it's not like joyful laughter the way you want it to be, you know? But it was the best I had ever like heard recorded. So to me, it felt great at the time, but now I'm like, oh boy. If I heard that today after a set, I would quit. And 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 the fact that like we can look back at like older our older stuff and think that about our stuff and uh, like our performances shows growth I think where um, oh yeah because yeah. cause, like if you look back at your first sets and you're like fucking perfect <laughs> I mean confidence can take you so far <laughs> that's true I mean when I you know you look at your old set you're like. Man, I knocked that out of the park. <laughs> it's time for me to be on TV. One, one set in. Right now, people do not. People are not ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> the world's not ready yet. Oh, <laughs> um. So yeah, what? What about you? So you? Oh, go ahead. You do stand up. Yeah. Um. So stand up's my main. Like I've been at it for ten years, a little over ten okay. now, and um. And yeah, I don't always get up. Uh, I'm I'm working lately. Um, I've been delivering weed 24/7, <laughs> nice, which nice. is pretty fucking cool. Like you know, you just roll up to the spot and you're like, all right, what do you want? And then they're like this, and I'm like, cool, I have it. Here you go. <laughs> Bye. Wow. And um, you're just giving people joy. <laughs> giving the joy, spreading that good green. Oh, yeah, or anxiety yeah. for people who are like, uh-oh, I didn't know that I would react this way to sativa. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes people are like, indica will just knock me right out. And I'm like, damn. I I also started smoking when I was 30, and I'm 35 now. Okay. And and I took to it pretty easy. That's and pretty so, late. I know, right? I just... Uh, I grew up religious and I didn't, I just didn't touch it because I was like, it's easy to not know what I'm missing or not know what I'm right. not missing out on. And, and then one day I was just like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to fucking try it. And then I went, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is what I've been missing out on. I've, I'd like to be a part of this forever. <laughs> Do you also drink? Um, Not as much. I, I, I'll have a drink or two here and there, but like, very, very rarely, if at all, and um, I think it's partly because I never developed any, like, bitter, any love for bitter tastes, and so anytime there's, okay. like, a, a beer or something, then I'm like, is it bitter? And then people are like, I don't know, it's beer, and I'm like, okay, so it's probably bitter, I'm probably not going to like it. <laughs> right, okay. And, um, but then I, I put out a all-points bulletin on Twitter, I was like, hey, uh, alcohol drinkers what's good for like a sweet alcohol is there anything sweet and someone was like you should try brandy i'm like oh brandy huh yeah <laughs> maybe i will um, how's brandy tasting for you i i haven't tasted it yet but <laughs> <laughs> i drink that little like i'll put out a thing for advice on some something and then i'm like yeah maybe i'll check it out at some point <laughs> 
Thank you. I will consider it. (laughs) I will. I will consider it for the next time I consider getting a drink. (laughs) So are you, I mean, I think, because I don't really drink a lot. I used to drink and then I quit for a couple years. And then recently I've gotten back to like a moderate, I'll have one drink per evening if I'm drinking that evening. Yeah. And the reason for me, a lot of the reason was like, people kept asking me why I stopped and it was like a kind of a longer conversation and I didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily want to have that conversation with like strangers. So I started being like, okay, well I'm okay with having, you know, one cider and I'll just like nurse that cider for eternity. Mm. Um, And ciders. Yeah. Ciders are often much more sweet than, than, you know, your average beer, but like, yeah. A lot of it was because, you know, going on first dates or whatever, people are like, what do you want to do? Yeah, do you want to go out for a drink? Yeah, instantly everyone's like, let's go to a bar. Let's meet up for a drink. And I'm like, I don't even really. And then, yeah, it just gets to a point where people are like, why don't you drink? And then you're like, exactly, because it's easy not to. Maybe a little more expensive than I want to spend. Like, I'm a big soda guy. So I'm like, let's go to 7-Eleven and get a big gulp, huh? And then girls are like, really? You mean it? Sorry, I'm assuming. I'm assuming girls. Girls or guys or both or whoever. Girls, Are like, yeah. oh, my God, you'll get me a soda from 7-Eleven? You, yeah, and you know what? Sure? If you don't even have a refill cup, it's only 79 cents right now. So we got the deal. What I love in a guy is practicality. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, that, that's a good... That's a good uh, <laughs> Um, virtue in a person, right? Just being like, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend as much as I have to because I know I can spend less, and I'm gonna get that sweet, sweet Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is definitely um, a positive. It's also not appealing. Mm-hmm. It's not hot in like a like. Oh, no, I get it. Way. I get it because it's like there's a limited amount of stuff you can do with a little bit of money. And, um, well, while I was delivering last night, I was watching half baked on DVD and this like fucking sweet ass DVD player. I got put into the car. And so I was delivering weed while they were delivering weed. <laughs> oh, nice. But then, um, when Thurgood takes her out on the date, he's like, I've got $8. And then he's like, <laughs> we got, for, uh, three hours and 14 miles later, still got that $8. And then she's like, oh, let's get some Chinese food. And he's like, yeah, uh, how about a hot dog? And they see the hot dog cart. And <laughs> she's like, all right. And oh, then, boy. like, ice cream after. And he's like, I have 25 cents left. Damn. <laughs> Wait, ice cream after? What'd you say? Um, They go for the hot dog. and then And then she's like, you told me you wanted to get me ice cream, right? And can we take a cab this time? And he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. How do you even pay for that? Like, did he have $8 cash? This I know this is getting into the nitty-gritty of half-baked. Of half-baked, <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's worth it. He he did. He had some cash, and then he paid the taxi, and um, then he was down to $0.25, cents, and then there was a guy, like, begging for money outside of the ice cream shop and he saw like a dollar and some change in there and the guy's like could you help me out brother and then he put 
puts his hand in and just takes <laughs> whatever he can grab from in there. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, thank you so much. He's like, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. I think just knowing how bad it is to yeah. be poor in America, I just, like, feel bad for both of them. Oh, I know. Like, I, I mean, um, before... Before I got to my place where I'm at right now, I was sleeping in my car for eight months, and I was like, I was just like putting shit out on social media and being like, "What up? <laughs> I'm living in my car. This is car chat. I called it car chat, and then um, I had a like the car cover on top of the car, and so I had a little bit of anonymity when I would just like park wherever there was no street sweeping and shit. Man, oh, it boy. sucked. So also I saw that I scene and I was like, Man. people I know that live in cars, it feels like it's a bunch of, I think it's three people. Um, but it's like hard to, I don't want to let go of my shower or bathroom. Oh, I know. And it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to let go of that. Like wor- the worry about that kind of stuff goes away after a little bit and then you're like, all right, but I'm, I'm surviving and I like still got to live and I still got to try and get out of this. And so sometimes I would just stay in the car all day. Like sometimes it would be raining and I'm like, well, this means that the car cover is wet and it's, so it's going to be hard to deal with. And if I can just fucking chill here, <laughs> then oh, I man. will. Wait, so you were, it sounds like you had no other choice. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was going to move back with my parents, maybe, but I didn't even think of that as an option, because I was like, no, I'm going for, like, for life, like, I'm I'm in this for comedy, and the struggle is, like, part of it, and I understand that, and, like, this could also be part of it, where it's just like, maybe you just got to sleep in your car for a little bit, I was like, Jim Carrey did it, Steve Harvey did it, like, (laughs) I'll fucking do it, too. Um, so where do your parents live? I, they live in Utah, and well, I mean, we all know we all know what Utah's like, <laughs> or we've all heard. It's just very Mormony, okay, so, very conservative yeah, there, yeah. and like are they Mormon? Yeah, and they and Is they that were like, uh huh, yeah. Well, I mentioned grow grew up religious earlier. Kind yes, of, you did, but I didn't know if it was like yeah. Maybe no, they I... converted to Mormonism after being Hasidic Jews in your childhood. Oh, yeah, true. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was weird. And then at 30, I was just I just kind of, like, walked away. I was like, what would it be like if I just didn't go anymore? And turns out it's amazing. Turns out it's fucking great not going to church. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a huge change. It is. And Here, it's, it's, like, it's kind of like your five years old. A five-year goal? It's kind of like you're five years old. Oh, five years old. You're right. Like I'm, I'm like in the world and I'm like experiencing it all. And I, I smoked weed and I did shrooms. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh shit. Yeah. Like I want to do ayahuasca. Like I want to. <laughs> yeah. Wanna experience life more. And um, I'm divorced too. And it took me, you know, 28 years and a divorce to be like, I think I'm polyamorous slash non-monogamous and I've just looked into it more and I'm like yeah this this describes how I feel about love it's fucking awesome and um 
and I, when you liked that my pinned tweet about like that song or whatever that it was that I wrote, <laughs> I was like, all right, she's cool. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta look back at that and make sure that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just like my pinned tweet. It's like, let's be jolly, uh, or if you're Polly, let's be jolly. Maybe fuck on, maybe Molly, and I just like went on and. Oh right. Yeah. (laughs) But um, that uh, so enough about me. This this uh, is about you. Um, uh, what what? And we can we can get back to it. I'm not like trying to avoid it or anything. But the stand up. What is your? No. Okay, that's the third one. What's something in comedy that you haven't done that you would like love to do? And it doesn't have to be just one thing. Um, something I have not done, but I would like to do, or I'm close to doing. Sure. Yeah. Sky's the uh, limit. I don't know. There's so many things I have not done. I mean, I think it would be incredible to um, do a spot on a late night comedy show. Late night. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the things I'm gonna say are. are tried and true and typical but um filming a special whether it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like whatever company might help me do that or if I do that on my own I think it would be very cool to um put together a A special solid you know act of work and put that out for people because I think there's a lot of people that you know even even if I had the biggest room available like still not everyone that might be interested is going to fit in that room at that one time like having it for whoever I meet in my life to be able to like time capsule into my thoughts from when I was in my 20s or whatever would be really um would be really cool so it's special Um, um and keep going yeah I mean I think there's I just recently I think it would be cool to put out an album of comedy songs because I do musical comedy as well. Oh, hell and yeah. that's like more of a, that, a lot of these things I see people doing in this like DIY way. So mm-hmm. I guess I could, you know, I could put out like a shitty album right now, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know it wouldn't it be shitty in your, in your eyes, in your heart. You'd be like, no, this is something I believe in and, no matter what the recording sounds like or no matter how big the room is or how many people are there or whatever, like it, it means something to me. And like, hopefully it means something to other people. And well, I think the problem is actually that I would feel shitty about it right now. And so I don't, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, I mean, right so you're in your preparation stages. That's, that's also good. What? <laughs> you're in like preparation stages. That's also good. Cause you're, um, keeping it prescient in your mind of, of like, uh, you, like you said, you're like, I could put out a shitty album right now, or (laughs) I could. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, if I put my mind to it a little bit, I could like polish, Mm -hmm. I could like work on some songs and polish them and make, and like touch them up and figure out like, okay, what's the best 
version of the song that I could possibly do and then record them all in a row. And like, maybe that would take me, if I like actually set my mind to it, maybe I could do that in like a month or something, but I have a day job and I'm like, yeah, not, I never have enough time to like read a book as fast as I would like to, let alone put out like a major musical project that I've never yeah. done yeah. before. It's also, um, just like the art world in general is crazy because you have to be like, I believe in this thing so much that no one has, or like a few people have seen, or even while while it's being written that no one has seen, that you're like, I I hope this hits <laughs> to some degree. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah. you're just making stuff and you're like, there's no guarantee of money. There's no money yeah. right now. Like there's no... And um, so you just have to be like, I believe in this. I believe in this, and I believe in what I'm doing, and, like, hopefully other people think it's dope. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it seems that modern philosophy is that you have to get the enjoyment, like, the enjoyment and all of the positive feelings from the process of making it and not have any any kind of value placed in, like, the expected kickbacks you're going to get after it's done. Yeah. So that you aren't disappointed later. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's a way that I've lived my life for like a pretty long time before I started comedy where I was just like, all right, I'm just not going to expect that much. And then if I get like cool shit happens, then bonus. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which isn't, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but it's brought me to where I am now, you know? And Recently like, getting out of living in your car, so good yeah. for you. Yeah, because, yeah, I was living in my car, and I was just like, look, it is what it is right now, and, like, if if I, sometimes I would throw a post up on my blog and just and just be like, I'm showing people that I'm writing, like, I'm physically writing, and I'm uploading it through my laptop using my phone's network, from the back of my car, <laughs> maybe people will throw me some Venmo, and like a couple times it happened, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So, wow, yeah, wow. it's it's a uh, it's something else. <laughs> uh, what about what is your favorite part about doing comedy and music? Um, I think external validation um, is. Uh-huh great (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i mean it can be it brings me up when i'm low what if i'm like in a really low and dark place writing a song gets me through it like kills time until i hopefully feel better or at least you know maybe the worst of it is over or i feel like i've done something with all those feelings so in terms of musical comedy just the process of writing it makes makes me feel better when I'm not feeling so hot and then how, like jokes huh oh sorry I was uh I was just gonna say how about the feeling because I, I I also write music so like um oh, yeah yeah when when you get to a point where you're like damn that's a full verse I think I'm ready for the chorus <laughs> like uh, even even those small moments along the way where you're like hell yeah I'm too dumb at writing songs. 
What do you mean dumb at writing songs? <laughs> like, it feels like I don't, if I try to, like, make it happen, I just sound like an idiot. Like, nothing I say makes sense, but... <laughs> Like, if I tell myself, now I'm going to come up with the chorus, then whatever I write next just sucks. (laughs) Like, hot, done. Yeah, I get it. Like, when you're you're writing, if it feels deliberate, then you're like, "Eh, maybe I'll put this aside and come back to it. Um, Right. And I never come back to it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I've had those moments, too, where I'm like, I'm writing this song, and I don't know... I'm enjoying it that much but then I've had other moments where I'm writing a song and I'm like this is dope this feels good yeah I'm gonna keep going yeah. and then like you you can run into like um mental blocks or whatever and then come back to it again but I do I do love the feeling when have you written a song like in a day where you're just um, like I did it I fucking just wrote a song <laughs> hey everybody yeah, I mean, I think um, it's a cool feeling. It is. It is. I feel like I there was a couple months where I didn't have a job last year, and I did a lot of music during that time because I just like had all day to myself to do whatever. And I would like, I set myself a goal that I would apply to one job a day, but then the rest of the day I could do whatever I felt like doing. And so I wrote a bunch of music and there was a time where my grandmother it felt like every conversation I had with my grandmother I was like I wrote another song and she was like Jesus you're a song machine and I was like that's right and I will be addressed as such song machine (laughs) did you write a song after that called song machine yeah uh yes yeah hell hell yeah (laughs) Because right when you said that, I was like, well, that's a song title if I've ever heard one. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a song title to a genre of music I don't know how to write. (laughs) Song machine. We are song machine. I'm a song machine. (laughs) Yeah, 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 song machine. We are all a song machine. If you really think about it, we have vocal cords and we make a song machine. <laughs> uh, cool. I mean, that's a, that's a full verse. Now we can go for the chorus. <laughs> Let's force it. question uh, or like because you asked about musical comedy and stand-up but I think with stand-up I am like a really pretentious bitch and so I feel like I have good ideas and need to spread them (laughs) so it's like a nice feeling to be able to write something that I believe is true um, and I believe is funny and then be able to like say it and hope like either tell myself or at least hope that people might hear that joke and their opinion on something might shift a little bit. Yeah. Even like a small resonance that you can, where 
you you say it up there and then someone like comes up to you after and they're like hey uh i really loved that one about blah 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 and like they kind of say it and you're like oh man that felt good <laughs> right like you had a really poignant bit about grave digging and it really made me change my perspective on what <laughs> you know how much i respect those workers and you know morticians like they <laughs> morticians and grave diggers they don't they don't get the credit that they deserve they really don't <laughs> they're there in a time of desperate need yeah and they you and can they rely have to... on them more than you can rely on doctors honestly oh true how about how about when doctors get shit wrong and then they like don't want to admit to it and so they're just like Oh yeah. Take that. <laughs> yeah, cool. So you like studied medicine for how long? <laughs> studied medicine for how long and it took you this long to tell me that I had Lyme disease and I had to ask for the blood test? Man, I've had some experiences with doctors, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, I think I missed something, sorry. Oh, I uh I just kinda of peppered in that the, there was this doctor that for two years just kept misdiagnosing me and just not even really seeming like giving a fuck about the oh, pain no. that I about the pain that I was saying that I was in and just describing it like pretty well and them just being like I don't know you're so young you're fine go home and I'm like cool fuck me then I guess and then when I oh, finally no. asked for the Lyme disease blood test they they fucking like balked at it. They they looked at me like I was crazy, like insane. And I'm like, can I please have? And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I mean, no. That's why I want the test. And then they're yeah. like, are you sure though? And I'm like, what the fuck? Please just. <laughs> You're the doctor. I'm the patient. I'm telling you, I'm sick. Let's figure oh. this out together. Because of because of how fucked up the health the health insurance is here, it's just like they're probably told not to or to discourage Lyme tests and like medicine is expensive as fuck. It's crazy. Oh no, my roommate or I don't live with her anymore, but I used to live with this girl who had Lyme disease and um, still has it to my knowledge. Yeah. And she, it's, oh my gosh, it's horrible. It's fucked up that, like, it just kind of wreaks havoc on your body all from the inside. And so then when I started walking with a cane and didn't know that I had Lyme disease yet, people would be like, why are you walking with that cane? You're so young. And then I'd be like, yeah, my legs hurt. I don't know why they hurt, but they hurt. And then people, uh, sometimes still people would be like, okay. And I'm like, cool. So <laughs> not, not only getting denied by doctors, but then people are just, not believing me as well. Oh, you're just using a fashion cane, huh? I'm like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think fashion canes are dumb. They appropriate disabilities. Um, a don't comedy. Don't pimps have canes? <laughs> huh? Don't pimps have canes too? I mean, sure, yeah. But I, I mean, I bet some of that comes from like maybe an injury that just didn't get taken care of. Right, maybe the pimps have Lyme disease. <laughs> maybe, and they're just like, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm just going to fucking smoke some weed and it'll be all right. 
Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what pimps think about. <laughs> I, I about Lyme disease. This and then I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> pimps, I, if you're out there um, listening to this podcast, and you may very well be, hit us up. Hit us up in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> On second thought, I will say you don't need to hit me up. <laughs> All right, well, hit me up in the comments. And just be like, so like, is the cane ornamental specifically, or is there an injury happening? But I, I do think. Do you walk yeah, with a cane day to day? Do you always do. have a cane on you? Yeah, and like Good. people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's, it is what it is. It is what it is right now, and if I get if I get healed up and get to walk around again, bonus. <laughs> so you're just like a cool guy with a cane who's polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. You're like, but no, 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 Valley, you forget. I also used to live in my car, so I'm actually the whole package. <laughs> package deal, and I sell weed, so that's pretty dope too. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, life. You know, I throw Do your parents smoke weed? No, they're like. I think my dad is cool with it, but he uh he had. I don't know if he smoked it in his past or if he'd be into it maybe in the future. And then um I'm like, my mom. My mom is like super conservative about it. And one of her stipulations were if I moved back into the house was like. No smoking weed. I'm like, yeah, I'm at all, or like in the house? <laughs> at all, like, I think at all. And so I was oh. just like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't need that kind of ignorant negativity in my life, <laughs> where it's like this thing that heals and is fun. It's just when people don't smoke, they're like, I don't. Get How it. would she know what it is? if she's so against it like couldn't you be high and she wouldn't really know um maybe but also i don't know not to say that I, you should deceive her but <laughs> oh i but should just lie. absolutely <laughs> no like sometimes i'll i'll smoke while we're on the phone and and whether she notices or not i'm like whatever <laughs> she um can, she can think what she wants how do about you, right um, how do, and this is totally making a spectacle of you and your life, but I'm curious, um, how do women feel about divorce? And, and then I have a follow-up question also. Oh, I might be able to answer your follow-up question with this first answer. Um, okay. so it's, it's like, initially people like frown on it and they're like you can work it out it's fine but I'm divorced as well and like we could not work it out like <laughs> there was the the chemistry was like bad and we were just like well we're just good Mormons and we'll fucking ride it out and hopefully things will get better and they didn't and it just kind of dug at each of us until a point where it was just like well let's go to marriage counseling I guess and then we did and then a couple weeks in, we were both like, uh, this is, uh, this doesn't need to be going on anymore. And I had to be the one to ask for the divorce because she was like, I feel like you're just not asking for the. And so then I was like, all right, I want to, I want to 
to get divorced, and I, like, walked out of the marriage counseling office, and, uh, again, you know, you were, where you were like, you're, like, five years old, <laughs> to the, to the real world, and after that, too, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it wasn't what I wanted, clearly, and I wasn't happy, neither of us were, and <clears throat> I'm, like, a lot happier. Even while I was sleeping in my car, I was like, at least I'm not still married in, like, that unhappy marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, unhappy marriage sounds a little bit like the cushiest prison there could ever be. Um, right. right. <laughs> my follow-up question is related, but not exactly. I didn't so... I have this understanding that Mormons are against premarital sex. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I'm not because I don't even go anymore. And I'm like, I think. No, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> just relax. I'm not asking you that. Oh. <laughs> I'm asking about Mormons. <laughs> so, Mormons are against premarital sex. They're technically against divorce, although the practice of divorce does exist within Mormonism. Yeah. And you can, like, to my knowledge, remain a Mormon and continue being a member of the church, even if you are divorced. Um, right. So under that, like, in that circumstance, if you have been married and now you're divorced, can you have pre-second marital sex? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's person to person at that point. But, okay, but if that's like, since you're already not supposed to have gotten a divorce, right. then the church isn't, like, up your ass about sex. Yeah, I guess. It's it's also a thing of, like, how much do you want to tell the person who's, like, in charge of where you go to church every week? And then how bad do you actually feel about it? And so when it came down to that yeah. kind of stuff, I was just like, I don't, like, I smoked weed, and I don't feel bad about it at all. Like, why why is that considered bad? And then I was just like, well, if they consider that bad, then premarital sex, like, I've never felt bad about, like, times when, you know, stuff happened, and you're like, all right, that was great. But <laughs> when when there's, like, all the guilt attached to sex, I don't I don't get that. And so, yeah, okay. it, it was another thing that made it easier for me to walk away. I was just like, I <laughs> have fun with all those rules of life. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I didn't grow up religious, so I am trying with all my might to relate to you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different world. But now I'm I like, yeah, I broke out of it, and I, I'll see – people posting about like oh the the church has a new name now and or like not necessarily a new name but then they're like don't call them lds or mormon and it's like what oh Why? what are you calling now <laughs> um it's so dumb they, they're like remember if someone says are you a mormon you can just gently say if by that you mean a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints then yeah <laughs> Oh, and I'm no. like, cool. 
Oh, you uh, can't say LDS. You have to say Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints. Right, but, like, I'm not, like, I have no issue at all with that. I'm like, people can call a member of a church something that they've been calling themselves for, like, since the beginning. Why not? It's not, like, a slander or a slur. It's just, like, a shortcut. No one wants to say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because <laughs> they're like, it takes so long. It takes so long. Wait, is it Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints? It sounds like a band. Yeah, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jesus of, Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. And <laughs> the the history is that it's to distinguish um, from when Christ first formed his church back in the day from uh, us. Wow. Yeah. Religion's crazy. I got to a point where I'm like, it's subreddits. It's subreddits on living life. <laughs> yeah. And then and then people just go, yeah, I agree with that person. Who else agrees? Oh, yeah, cool. Well, let's form a subreddit. And everyone, <laughs> everyone who's in it, there's rules, and you can get banned. And, uh, yeah, it's just subreddits before the Internet existed. I mean, yeah, I definitely think of religion as, like, communities of people. Yeah, yeah. there's a big community factor, and um, that's part of what people hold on to the most, I think, because they're like, well, all these people think like I do, and so it'd be great to be around all these people who think like I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> And yeah, it's just cyclical. And then there's people have kids, and then they grow up in whatever church. Like I, I grew up in it since the baby, and so I like knew nothing else. And then just meeting different people throughout my life, I was just like, oh, you do that, huh? All right, cool, okay. And then yeah, like I said, when I smoked weed, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is way, way dumber than I ever thought it was. <laughs> Or, like, less necessary. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, interesting. Um, it's hard to... I think it, it's probably hard for everyone to let go of the shackles of whatever um, framework that their parents raised them in. Yeah. And it took me a while, but I'm free now. <laughs> Good job. Or, Thanks. you know... Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> it does. It feels it feels good. I'm like I'm on the other side of it and like I'll I'll see people going to church like I'll see missionaries in the street and I used to say hi to like every missionary that I saw because I fucking did that. Like I I speak Spanish because of it. I went to Dominican Republic for two years. And so what when I see when I used to see missionaries in the street I'd be like, Hey elders or hey sisters and now I see them and I'm just kinda like shrink away a little bit. I'm like, you don't need to talk to me or know that I grew up in the church or try and get me to go back to church because because uh, I'm done. I'm done with that part. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you went pretty hard with it, too. So now you're, like, going, you know, the pendulum has swung the other way. Yeah. And even when I was out there doing the two years and everything, when there was times where you'd, like, sit down with people and be like, all right, so, like, smoking's bad, drinking's bad, coffee can be bad, fucking tea and all that shit, and then you're like, and then 
there was a thing to say, like, and also don't smoke weed. And I never said it. Like, I never fucking said it because I was like, I don't think it's bad. I've never thought it was bad. I I feel dumb saying this to people. And, yeah, that was that was another thing that I just kind of held on wow, to. Wow, okay, so you rebelled a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> as much as much as I could, I guess. But. Right. Yeah. While being like, a missionary in a foreign country. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dominican Republic, hit me up. Uh, I'm sorry. And also, I'm glad that I never told you to not smoke weed, because I think it's great. Nice. Don't hit me up. Um, <laughs> right, you're like, I deliver overseas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive all the way there. How? Well, this car also turns into a boat. And listeners, Holy you don't way. know. You don't know that. You don't know that it doesn't, listeners. You don't know. Man, that'd hey, be awesome. this car used to be a house, and therefore it can also be a boat. <laughs> Why not? I put floaties on it, and I'll just drive it. <laughs> just drive it into the water. Uh, I was just going to say thank you for reaching out to me and having me on your podcast. Oh, yeah, and thanks for doing it. Like this was, Yeah, absolutely. This has been awesome. Um, do you have things to plug? Um before we um, wrap her up. That's such a good question. I have a website. People can check it out. It's valleybee.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram as valleybee.comics and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as shows, I feel like if people are in Boston or New England and they want to come see a show, the best way is to check my website for dates or see if I've posted on any of those platforms. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. this comes, this is going to come out on Friday. So, yeah. And Exciting. 276. So. Oh, and I should say, I co-host a podcast with Uri Chatil, and that podcast is a trivia uh, podcast. It's called Let Me Guess, and <laughs> we have, I think, one episode out, or maybe two. Okay. So awesome. That is on Stitcher and like a couple other things, and it might soon come to iTunes. But anyway, that is another thing to plug: is the podcast. Has, Let me guess. Has that been fun? Like it sounds fun. Just the title. I'm like. It is that... very fun. It's very. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you have some banked, or are you doing like week to week? We have several recorded, and he's releasing them periodically um i say he because he's sort of the brains and i'm the i'm I'm like kind of a barnacle (laughs) like i'm there all the time but no one really knows why Um, yeah, you can call me Barnacle Song Machine. Thank you. I appreciate that. Esquire, if you please. Barnacle Song Machine Esquire. 
I have a law background. If I did if I did episode titles instead of um the person's name, this one would be called Barnacle Song Machine Esquire. <laughs> I'll put it in the <laughs> description. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, thank you again so much. Yeah, and thanks for thanks again, and um, yeah, we'll we'll do some comedy stuff in the future. Hell yeah! All oh right. my gosh, I literally just remembered I also run a weekly show, but it doesn't matter. Oh no, say <laughs> it's it. online. It's called Limelight, and you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram, and it's ll underscore comedy club. It's called Limelight. Yes. Did you know that? I'm coming out with a comedy special that I recorded called Living in the Limelight. No way. <laughs> yeah, Valley. Yeah, way. <laughs> this is serendipity. Whew. That's awesome. We're experiencing it. Um, very cool. Very cool. I'll very look cool. out for yours. When's that coming out? Um, I just have to like finish editing it and then maybe be like. Because I keep tweeting at Comedy Central and HBO. <laughs> Just being <Nice>. like, hey. <laughs> hey, I recorded a special. Let's do this. <laughs> whenever, okay, so whenever. good luck. Yeah. Hopefully, the I know, right? recorded will never come out because they'll come knocking. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll come knocking at my door. Hey, we heard you had a comedy special. So huh? it's a good thing you live somewhere now. They can find your door. Oh, so true. <laughs> <laughs> having having a mailing address again, like on a very real level, is just, whew, it's awesome. Cause just when I was floating around, I was just like, yeah, I mean, I can't really get mail. I'd go to this postal annex and get get the mail. Cause I went to the post office one day and they were like, you can't keep forwarding from that address if you don't live there anymore. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh man, homelessness is like a real it's a, uh, it's, project. It's an epidemic. It's it's a uh, um, and I also I, like while I was sleeping in the back of the car, I was like, I have a plan to end all homelessness, and it involves like helping people out, and it's fucking big and dope, and um, I haven't talked about it too much on on air or like on um whatever but just been like vague about it in my posts and like i have a plan fucking reach out wow yeah are you, are you teasing me with it are you gonna tell me i mean it's still recording <laughs> <laughs> but it involves um solar power and um recycled recycled water and just i mean it's it's gonna be so fucking cool that sounds incredible. I hope that yeah. you solve homelessness for eternity. <laughs> Let's do this. World, if you're listening, and I know you are, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone hits you up. Um, thanks again. <laughs> yeah, thanks again. And, um, yeah, uh, this All has right. been – oh, wait, this is how I end it. Uh, this has been You, Me, and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and – Valley D. <laughs> All right. All right. Later, everybody. Later, Valley. Thanks again. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.